Yeah, so, okay, Divine Dolls. If I haven't already mentioned, one of my favorite, um, which just reminded me, like, I haven't seen anything from Ashley Fox for a minute. I hope she's okay. Um, she is really great with her content for trading in stocks. But another one, if you haven't, um... Already followed her is your rich BFF. I actually got one of my newer friends hooked on it and she loves her too. And I think she follows her on it's either Instagram or Facebook because last time she was chatting, she's like, yeah, your rich BFF said this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm a fangirl, but like, if you like it, I love it even more. So um, this is a short and she's talking about, um, it's titled, Who is the A-Hole Expensive Hospital Bill? Um, I'm going to play it and <clears throat> let me know what you think. She, um, just did the preliminary intro and then, um, she's going to go into the story. Let's go. Basically there's this husband and wife, Kevin and Jess, and they just had their first baby. Everything's going well until the hospital bills for the birth came in the mail. Typically the couple split expenses 50, 50 and throughout her pregnancy, Jess had wanted to have a natural birth. But at the 24-hour mark of labor, she ended up getting an epidural. And at the time, Kevin was super supportive. But when the bill came, he brought it to Jess to pay the full $8,000 by herself. He said, you're the one who couldn't hold out for a few more hours and had to jack up the bill with all your extra meds and an extra night's stay. And I shouldn't have to pay for all of your requests. Jess is now distraught because this was by far their biggest fight in their 14-year-long relationship. And she caved and paid the bill, but she can't get over the argument. So she asked Reddit if he was the a-hole or if she'd be the a-hole for leaving him. And normally I'd ask what the BFFs think, but this time all I got to say is, Jess, take your baby and run. This unloving man does not deserve a family. I so agree. I'm going to jump in the comments. Um, that interests me too in terms of the insurance aspect. I like it because um, I'm definitely going to ask my mentor about things like this and... and um, and, but I also agree, like, this is not the time to have, try to have baby number two, three, four, and five with this guy. He has showed his whole entire ass. Um, if he's nitpicking on stuff like that, it's going to definitely just, I think, in my opinion, get worse. And remember, we did the um, Oracle yesterday, which um the goddess that we pulled, it's, um I like that deck because it's the power goddess deck and it was talking about the the um clarity in communication and one of the things i loved is because it gives you the empowerment message but it also gives you the message of alignment was was it empowered you to say no say no to coercion say no to manipulation say no to these type of things and i, I think a lot of times especially for women you know, that the opposite of power is weakness. And one of our weak spots is we feel, we feel that, you know, because a lot of us women are clutching our pearls and I'm like, oh my gosh, the woman, the, you know, the, the, the love of his life, the mother of his child, doesn't he understand she was in pain for the love of God, 24 hours in labor? Are you effing kidding me? I've heard of people who've had way shorter labor this is one of the first times it's kind of like recollecting my mind 24 hours labor y'all i i thought 8 to 12 hours was freaking a long time 
Um, but 24 hours in labor and of just hour after hour of excruciating pain. I was talking to my cousin, um, um, and we were revisiting the, the, when she had her first pregnancy with her firstborn and, um, and stuff. And, um, I remember she said it was something wild, like she was in labor for something like 12 hours. And I'm thinking like, well, what did you eat and stuff? She's like, eat, girl, no, we don't, mm-mm. you don't think about food. You just want to get the baby out. And I, me, I'm a foodie. Like right now at the time I'm recording this, I'm actually kind of punishing myself a little bit because I need to finish drinking. I have like the same, what, 16 ounces of, of water left to drink before I'll allow myself to go get breakfast. But I'm a foodie, so... I can't imagine, and I know I'm saying this as a single mother, I mean, a single woman with no children, okay, um, never had a birth or pregnancy or anything like that, so I know I probably sound bonkers to mothers right now, but the thought of not being able to eat <laughs> while, and, and be in excruciating pain and I cannot begin to fathom how much excruciating pain I'm in to the point where I wouldn't want to do something like eat it's just unfathomable unfathomable to me but um so you remember we've been also been talking about um We've also been talking about how one of the indicators of being a sociopath is the incapacity to empathize, right, um, with with other people and how they're feeling. And if you can't begin to put yourself in another person's shoes, which even for me, it, it's hard for me to fathom. But again, it's kind of like you can hear the empathy and I'm not trying to like boost myself up, but it's the idea of like, Oh my gosh, okay, as a human being, I have hunger pangs, I have to eat, I can't imagine not eating for 12 hours, let alone 24 hours, I've heard childbirth is painful, um, there was a time when I, um, when I was in college, there used to be a show on TLC, and it was called, I didn't know I was pregnant, and I would come home and watch them in shock and horror, and I had to actually stop watching them, because it started to, like, mess with me, because, these women out of nowhere would have the birth pains kicking in and it's like they thought they were dying. Like that's how excruciating it was type of a thing because you just have like this like gut-wrenching like contraction and, and you don't know what's happening to you. And I feel like even if you do know what's happening to you, it's kind of like this is why we have epidurals. This is why we have people have cesarean uh, C-sections and stuff. But... It's important to be able to um, empathize, you know, be able to kind of be able to put yourself in the other person's shoes. And I feel that to drive home my point, if he's not able to do that, this is the type of guy that would that would cheat on her or divorce her if she was diagnosed with cancer. Um, my mentor um, talks about this um, but and, and there's studies that show this too. A woman that is diagnosed with cancer is like something like 60% more likely to, her husband is more likely to divorce her if he doesn't um, cheat on her type of a thing. And they're, they're not really capable of dealing with um, their wives or significant others when they, when they get um, 
cancer and i look forward to like i said i i'm circling back with equipping myself with information to help people make the best decisions um especially given to how you know we'll, we'll figure that out later on down the road but this is the type of guy that would have that type of personality and it's kind of crazy too because when you have children um God forbid they break a bone or hurt themselves or she gets injured. And that is not the time to be pinching pennies about, you know, should a person have anesthesia or not? So like even yesterday and, and I'm, I when I tell you so many times, I, I cannot express it enough to I used to want to have five kids, but it's it's I'm so thankful I don't. Um, and on the healing side of things, I used to want to be in a relationship, but I'm so glad that I, I don't, I'm not dependent on another person for companionship, which was one of my last talking points. But, um, yesterday I was getting my hair done. And so I am an officially a blonde. It's kind of like a honey. It's a really pretty honey blonde um not like platinum blonde or anything and it's curly and it's cute or whatever but my hairstylist she had her godson was visiting her and um he's you know he he's good tempered and what at one point he put like the box over his head and I don't know if it's because he was walking around but he wanted to see if like we could see him just because we couldn't see him he thought that he was invisible type of a thing and so he walked around and bumped into things a couple times and he had his scooter and his little um his little car and he kept telling his um his grandpa like this is my car and his grandpa's like okay now mind you they have like mercedes benz suvs in the car in the in you know in the driveway like a boat it's just like okay but he's driving his little car whatever so at one point the grandpa was working on the um or would it be the godfather <laughs> um he was working on something and he had to to have a ladder and it was a smaller ladder it's like the one that has the three steps and then like the little handle right there so it takes you up like a good maybe four feet so it wasn't like when i say ladder like because when i tell you the rest of the story you're gonna clutch your pearls a little bit so um the the godfather was like walking around doing stuff and he had left the ladder there and it was visible from where we were and stuff and because like her house it's huge it is like oh it is so beautiful but not only that um she has like one whole section of the it's not even part of the garage it's like a huge it's like a, a salon you would never think because when um she told me to come to her house I'm like okay you know whatever it is a salon in the house. It has, oh, it's, it's, listen, I love it. Um, and so she has been a licensed hair stylist for, I don't know, however long. I think for 40 years. Well, she doesn't even look that age. But anyway, so her um, godson got up on the ladder and she had already told him to get down. And, um... He did it. And next thing you know, you just hear like this, like crash. It was like some, like, you know, like a thump and stuff. And I, when I tell you, he got somehow tangled in between the ladder when it fell. 
And so he was squirming around and stuff. And so once she saw he was okay, she started cracking up. But she was like trying to keep the laugh to herself. Now, mind you, I was starting to freak out because I'm like, the ladder fell on top of him. Like, go, like, run, go get him. And she's like, no, he needs to figure it out. And in my, in reflecting on it, she had said that, but I was like, I wasn't panicking, panicking, but I was like in my mind, like, oh my gosh, go get him. Like, whatever. So at one point I'm like, finally, and this is like, maybe like a good two to three minutes passed by. So I'm like, aren't you going to go get him? And she's like, so she moved away from me, which I get it right. Because she knows what she's doing. And this is the thing when you're raising boys, you have to let them get out of stuff on their own. I don't know that I would have been equipped to raise a boy. I really don't. As much as, you know, I probably out of five kids, pretty sure I would have had some boys in there, right? And it even reminds me because I have three younger brothers and I was left in charge of them and it was very difficult then. So I don't know what the hell I was thinking, thinking that having, um, but I think part of the reason I wanted or I was like the idea of having five kids is because I grew up in a quote unquote large family and I wanted my, I would have wanted my kids to have each other to play with and or fight with, um, you know, um, so I was kind of like, that's the underlying root of it at the end of the day. So um, she kind of stepped away. And at one point, he just stopped moving. And at that point, um, I think she was saying, like, he's just embarrassed. So we were just kept really quiet. And so he just kind of paused himself. And I'm telling you, like, the ladder is still on top of him. I don't know how he got tangled in it because, like, when he fell, like, a couple of his arms fell into, like, the ladder spaces and like one of his legs was also in the ladder spaces. And then he was like trying to get his head out from it was like the weirdest thing. So you just see this little body like moving with the ladder and the ladder's like moving around. And he's like trying to like figure out which arm and leg to move out and type of thing. And so she's in the corner like cracking up and stuff. And then he finally gets himself out of the thing. Now, would you think that he would stop from climbing up the thing? No. No. And this is the thing with boys. And and I remember when I was studying about this, boys, you have to repeat stuff to them over and over and over and over. And I, I remember joking about this, too, with my brothers. They would get in trouble for the same thing three times in a day. And this is when we used to get spankings, right? So it's like literally you would get in trouble for the same freaking thing. And sometimes, like, I kid you not, I've seen them go back and do the same exact thing. Just got their ass handed to them. Just got it whooped. But mm, it doesn't register. So he got back up on the thing and she told him to get back down. And it's like one of those things where it's like children are, are little blessings and they're liabilities. But I, I'm saying all this to say that. Children have accidents and stuff and they can get hurt. And if this guy, you know, is going to be like squinching is the word I want to use. <laughs> squinching. <laughs> um, is, is being like a penny pincher um, on something like this, then, you know. Definitely. And let me read some of the comments here. But um, it says... And what the tragedy is, I don't know if you caught it, but she said that they had been together for 14 years before they had their first child. Um, what a complete nightmare. Um, 
It says here she um this person said he should have he should had no he should have paid for everything himself. He's the father of the baby. Be responsible. She already went through pregnancy and labor. He did all the hard work. At the least, he could just pay the bills. And that's why a lot of women out here are saying, like, there is no way on this green earth that you could ever go 50-50 because when you start to take the toll of... So here it is. They were going 50-50 on the hospital bills, y'all. She's pregnant for nine months, so he still expected her to be pregnant birth his child, be pregnant working to carry her half of the bills, the mortgage, the car payments, insurance, you know, travel, entertainment, clothing, dentist, medical, still, and still not only, so not only did she cover her 50% of the bills, not only did she have to birth the child, the toll on her body, her psyche and everything, she also had to pay the 8,000 for the anesthesia, y'all. That's why a woman will never, ever be 50-50. Pretty sure she's the primary caregiver, especially given his attitude. You know? Um, hmm. Husband is insane. It says, if your relationship is this 50-50, you are not in a relationship. It's a business contract. It's a good point. Um, this person said he is being absolutely unreasonable and if he's arguing with her to pay the full amount of expenses for birthing their first child, he's in for a surprise when the struggles of raising a family show up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And and it's really messed up too because if it's for medical stuff, like this is the kind of guy that's not going to want to pay for soccer practice or pay for an extra pair of shoes if they get holes in them or if they get wet. Or or buy the clothes that they really need to or let them go on field trips. It's just, it's going to be never ending at that point. <clears throat> He's in for a surprise when the struggles of raising a family raise up. Birthing a baby is just the beginning. If they can work this out, then they don't have to ruin this child's life and separate. And and you know what? This is still, I think, in our um, archaic. No. This is an old way of thinking because, you know, how many women say, well, I should stay with the father to, you know, not ruin the child's life. Trust the baby is going to be better off. Just it doesn't mean that the child can't have um, visitation. It just means you and that child don't need to stay in that situation. I don't know. I, I don't agree with staying with him to ruin the child's life by, quote unquote, separating Like this is that's a form of abuse. Right? That's a form of abuse. And it's interesting how, um, did he hit her? No. But I mean, even the mental of her having to work to cover that and telling her that she should have tolerated the pain, you know, it's just, uh, and appropriately, she only has like one like on there. So not a lot. It's not a popular opinion. Um... And this is crazy because then you have this woman and she doesn't, I don't think she fully understands what she's saying here. She says, I will definitely pay half when Kevin have a baby come out of him. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. Because I thought she was going to say like, I would, I would be willing to pay half for my, for my child, for me and my child. But she's saying she would pay half when her, I guess her husband has a baby come out of him. He should foot that whole entire bill. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm.
It says OMG our LO labor and delivery bill from the hospital was 100 even and 100 to my OBGYN. Yeah, and that's because she probably had some type of medical insurance, whereas the other woman didn't. And if you, you know, this is why family planning is so important, because if you know when you plan and the, the upfront cost is so minuscule compared to $8,000 because you just don't have coverage. That, mm. He says, Jess needs to throw him in the trash and take the baby. Is he going to force her to pay for all the medical stuff for the baby if he thinks it's not a big deal? You know, and that's another good point, too, because like I've mentioned, if the baby falls or chips their tooth or breaks a leg or an arm or something or gets sick, if the um, baby has a fever, you better believe this is going to be an ongoing problem because I couldn't tell you how many moms take their babies in. If the baby has a fever and they just want to make sure the baby's okay and come to find out it's just a regular cold, especially for the firstborn, right? By the time, like even with me and my siblings, by the time the fourth child is around, it's kind of like he has a fever. He'll get over it. You know, you'll have him running outside in the plane, not saying in the rain, not, not this is, mm. are we not being able to talk today? Is that, is that what, is that what we're doing? Okay. Um, but yeah, so especially with firstborns and there's like even funny commercials and jokes about the difference between the first child. It's like, if they sneeze, you think it's like they have COVID. And when it's the second and third child, it's like, they could be sneezing, runny nose, fever and chicken pox even. And you're just like, okay, just have some soup and go watch TV. You already know what it is. Right. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so people are here talking about um health being privatized, um eight thousand for an epidural. I'll read one more and then I will get off here. Um this one says I understand what you were saying and I would ask him to be hooked up to one of those labor simulators and if he can hold out for twenty six hours then fine, I will pay the bill. He sounds cocky enough to to give a go and we all know scientifically he would not be able to and if he absolutely refuses then he knows that it is one of the most intense pains she should run <laughs> ah. and then we have a pick me in the comments thunder thighs 28 she says i mean i didn't get the epidural for the same reason it's not that bad Leave it to another woman to undermine. That's like, you know, if you can go to the dentist without needing anesthesia, then because there's actually I've heard of people who go to the dentist and don't use anesthesia. It's not my cup of tea. But don't undermine my need to have anesthesia. I hate when other people under undermine what they're going through. You know what I'm saying? And who is to tell like if this pick me thunder thighs 28, maybe, you know, some people um are able to give birth easier and some of us cannot tolerate pain. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I hate when other women do that, especially when it's another woman. Like, stay in your lane. Like the other woman said before, it's like until he's giving birth, you know, or feel contraction pains for 28 hours and hook him on the simulator for that amount of time. I don't want to hear you contradict what another woman 
experience is going through. And and this is so crazy. And and it's the fact for me too because I'm pretty sure it's an ongoing conversation. Did his mother not knock him upside his head and be like, "What the f are you doing? Like, don't have that woman pay the bills." But whatever. Yeah, this person put 14 years a baby and he's still and he's being this petty. Are you are they married? Eight thousand. Well, aren't they glad they have insurance? Because if they didn't trust me, that bill would have been like thirty thousand. That's another question. It sounds like they didn't have health insurance. They probably did, but it covers a portion. It's definitely not eight thousand to have a baby in the hospital. This is why Americans aren't having children. And again, this person, you know, this is kind of like one of those um, comprehension things. They're not saying it costs eight thousand to have the baby in the hospital. The epidural costs eight thousand. So, um, I know this person said, "When did people start splitting medical bills?" That's just wild. And I really do like it, you know, because what I'm seeing in the comments is a lot of people saying, like, leave him, leave him now. Um, Yep, take the baby and leave. This is definitely good news in the sense of, you know, back in the days, and you heard a little bit of it in the comments, we would be, we would tell her to, like, communicate with him and go to therapy with him and stick it out, not ruin the life of the child. It is 2023, baby. You don't have to sacrifice yourself or your children. You know, I like that we are tearing down a lot of these stigmas and ways of thinking that kept us enslaved, you know. Um, And I love that if she really does decide to break free and make a run for it, that um she has a, a supportive community or, you know, almost a 50-50-60-40 split where it's kind of like she's going to have um, the support that she needs in, in terms of the mindset. Um, and, and listen, if she's able to pay $8,000, if she's able to cave and pay $8,000 and go 50-50 um, um, with bills with this man, I'm pretty sure she can do pretty bad all by herself like just go ahead get your own you know place type of thing and put him on that good old child support put the payments towards you know that child's medical and even if because one of the people say this all the time they say like oh you have to pay the mom child support and maybe it's it's me nitpicking at the words the child support is not to pay the mom it's to pay for the child for them to be in football practice Basketball practice, tutoring, for math, for sciences, for school, for field trips, for food, for clothes. And, and and some people, you know, will say like, okay, if the mom has a roof over her head, I don't even have a problem with that either. But it, it's the whole idea of like, I think men and sometimes women say this, but it's kind of like if you pay attention to the words, it's like, well, why do I have to pay the mom? It's not you're paying the mom, you're paying for your child, you're paying for your child to be able to have the resources that they need. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Ta!
I keep saying one more comment, right? Okay, this one says, I would never deny a child a relationship with their father unless he was dangerous to the child. But all desires to be in a relationship would have died for me the moment he said, quote unquote, you're the one who couldn't hold out. Like the pain is a walk in the park. Great for those who didn't need the epidural, but there's a valid reason it's it's picked. Many a woman, many a woman went in thinking all natural until the pain is felt like it was going to end her, myself included. Yeah, and even, um. so I went ahead and liked that comment, but even like one of the, the girls that I went to school with, not school with, but she was like one of the younger kids um I had stopped babysitting at this point but she just recently had her baby and um she was one of those that she's fit she's healthy and she wanted to have the all-natural birth and she you know it's very hard because I think you know if if you're strong-willed and you have your mind set to it and because of all of the research that shows the benefits of going nat quote-unquote natural and stuff it really kind of messed with her a little bit that she wasn't able she had complications she almost damn near died damn near died y'all like real in real life close to home living color type of thing and um and i say that because she said here, you know, many a women went in thinking all natural. And so when it comes to medical or childbirth, you kind of have to prepare yourself for the um, thought that, you know, there could be complications. And even when you have the child, that's not even to say that the child's not going to have complications with their lungs or their breathing or any other things. Like even if you're trying to think like, oh, I'm going to save a bunch of money by going all natural. We've been doing this for years. I actually am going to close out with this for real, for real. There, you know, when you start to look at even um, how childbirth is done, it's it's like white men's way. They have you lay down on your back, but really you're supposed to have gravity. Like you're supposed to be in the squatting position where gravity will help the baby come down or water births and or but or um when you're on all fours and so the baby can kind of like come out but it's not the healthiest to have you on your back you know with your legs spread out um in stirrups it's not it's not a natural way of giving birth from what i understand but guess who's not going to be having a baby me and guess who's not going to be doing that five times me listen when I tell you I thank my lucky stars every day, every day, it's, it's, I can't, you know, cannot really begin to express, like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, I thank whatever I need to, spirit of gratitude, because if, if I had my children, would I love the, love them to pieces? Absolutely, absolutely, especially to the words the end where I'm like, oh, I just want, you know, um, one child, like, one love child, like, a little mini me that I can love and it's not that serious. It's not that serious. A lot of you know I already have a niece. I have god kids. Like if I need to go play and do stuff, I, I can do that. And then I can come right back home and chill and do whatever it is I need to and not have to change that first. So yeah. But um I hope that you know, you guys have food for thought 
And I guess the takeaways are, yeah, <laughs> y'all know I get a, um, I get a, a kick every time I see the, the girl with the running emoji. Why does this one, Monaco, have the running emoji with the girl with her hair flopping in the back? Oh my gosh, that takes me out every single time. <laughs> Oh my goodness, and it's so funny. I'm seeing it like with the last thing right before I hang up on here. That running emoji, y'all, cracks me up. I don't know. The visual of her like just running at top speed, like where her ponytail is like straight back, like <laughs> run. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all. All right, let me finish drinking my water and go get something to eat because. This whole um conversation of not being able to eat for 24 hours. Oh my god. The things and and let me call my mom and see how she is doing and I'm going to probably ask her about this. I'm going to ask her again cuz she always for our birthdays she would share the story of like how each one of us were born and what led up to, you know, like the 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 leading up into like how we got to the hospital and um how she had to like walk up and down the stairs and how she had to tell the doctor that we were being born and stuff and our little personalities and like what the nurses said when we were born and stuff like that when it was our birthday she we would do that every year she would do that but I want to um revisit it again and just ask her like if she felt hungry with all of us I know that I think the third baby with my one of my brothers she she did talk about being hungry um but i think she ended up eating after and he ended up being her biggest baby that one he was 9 pounds i was the smallest baby i was her firstborn and um i was on this um the smallest one but um yeah so yeah all right let me let you go so much for baby talk right Talk to you later. Bye.